Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zuck. It is another awesome day for another awesome episode of how to become next on scene in your field or in your passion. Um, I am so excited to share my next amazing guest. But today, before I do that, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Jackie Roby. If you are listening today, you are amazing. And um, I just want to thank you for your support always. Jackie is a sales strategist for wellness, tourism, businesses, and travel advisors. And um, she is truly trying to bring in diversity inclusion to the masses. Jackie's awesome. Give her a follow, Inspire Journey Consulting. Just wanted to give her a personal shout out because Jackie, you are awesome. Um, So today, of course, I want to give a marketing tip. I want to give a self-care tip and I am just so excited to share my guest with you. So marketing tip of the day is um, I actually just did a YouTube channel on the power of Facebook groups. And I truly believe that if you do not have one, Um, and you run a business, I highly recommend just creating one. Now, the reason I say this is because you probably have a group of people that are very interested in what you're doing. And in today's world, I know we are all influencers amongst our groups of people we surround ourselves with. And your followers and supporters want nothing more than to continue to see you grow, continue to see all the things that you're doing. And Facebook groups now are the best algorithms on the Facebook platform, which means that if you are posting, if you create a group, people will get notifications for there more than any other um, outlet on Facebook. So it doesn't mean that you should not have a Facebook page. It doesn't mean you should not be posting on your personal page. I'm all about being everywhere and showing up everywhere. But if you want to figure out where to spend the most time on Facebook, it is Facebook groups. So definitely think about creating your own and also start engaging in others. And engaging in others doesn't mean to just upload a picture of yourself and um, share some fun facts and tips and expect it to take care of itself. I would do a little bit of engaging in other groups before you actually um, post about yourself. It will totally transform your visibility. So tip of the day, that is my marketing tip of the day. Um, self-care tip of the day. Um, I am a huge manifestation babe fan. I don't know if any of you guys have heard of her. She is fantastic. If you're into the spiritual world, I probably have bought all of her books, listened to her podcast, doing all the things. Um, I just finished her 21 day. She's killing it notebook. Um, and every day she makes you write down five things you're grateful for. Um, You set a goal that you want to start with. And then over the 21 days, you know, the goal is by the end of 21 days, you're in the progress of really completing it or on the progress of on the process of completing. Yeah, I guess on the process of completing, I'm like slurring my words over here. So anyway, so I just finished it and I have to say that um, my goal that I wanted to achieve is almost completed, which is really exciting. So um, yeah, if you were looking for some just inspiring journals, notebooks, um, I would definitely check out her stuff. She's pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, that's my inspiring tip of the day. Now let's talk about my amazing guest, Miss Erin Carol Manning. Oh my God. When I met this amazing woman, I would say a year plus ago, God, Erin, we've known each other for a long time, right? Um, she completely has transformed. I mean, she is now a full multifaceted business. She is your one-stop shop for newborn care. Um, she bridges the gaps between the doctors and, um, 
the books. And so she offers everything from newborn care services to postpartum doulas to night nannies to baby nurses. We learn all about the different things of that today. Also how to prep for having a baby and things to expect. And um, she's planning an awesome baby expo when this pandemic comes to an end and we can go back out and do really cool things. Um, So yeah, I'm just really excited for all you guys to meet Erin and to hear all the fascinating knowledge she has when it comes to newborn care. So stay tuned for the amazing Erin Carol Manning. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene. All right, everybody, I officially have the amazing Erin Carol Manning on the line, the fabulous founder of Gentle Giraffes Newborn Care. Hi, Erin, how are you today? Hey, Jackie, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So excited to have you, and I've known you for such a long time now that I was like, oh my God, Erin's going to be on my podcast. This is so exciting. So first of all, to... So everybody who doesn't know who you are, you know, tell us a little bit about what Gentle Giraffes Newborn Care Agency is and how you got started. Okay, so um, as you mentioned, I'm Erin Carol Manning and I own Gentle Giraffes Newborn Care and Family Services. So I, I've been actually in the private child care industry for almost 30 years at this point, um, whether I was babysitting or being a mother's helper or a nanny or a professional nanny. Um, you know, you kind of name it. I've kind of done it. I've worked with many families. I've done on-call babysitting for hotels. I've traveled with families, all sorts of different things. And over my years, what I've seen is, is that, um, especially working with um, families when, like, a, a, when they first have newborns, um, they have somebody usually come in or they hire somebody or, or, or they already have a nanny and they have another child. But um, there's really, like, these mothers and these families – kind of need that extra level of help that um, a lot of people don't understand. So I felt like I was really good at that, and I wanted to hone in on on that aspect of it, which is like the first several weeks to the first several months of somebody um, having a baby um, and being there for them and educating them and finding out, like, what's going on. Like, I would be a nanny, and I'd be a nanny with a newborn or an infant, and the mom would be going to the doctor to try to figure out, like, what's going on with their baby, why, you know, are they, they colicky or crying or all this different stuff. So it was really interesting and, and fascinating for me to learn a lot of that stuff, but I felt like there was something more that I could possibly do for these families and be educated in. So probably about, I don't know, maybe six years ago at this point, I was researching and I found this um, class called Postpartum Doulas, uh, by a phenomenal instructor here in the Boston area um, through an organization called Kappa. And I took it, and it brought me to a whole different level of, like, what is out there for, for families. Um, and then the more that I got into it, the more I was doing it, the more I kept on finding more and more classes and all sorts of different stuff. And, and I kind of honed in on, like, what I believe is um, really needed. And I believe postpartum doulas are really needed. I believe newborn care specialists are needed. But I also believe that um, families need to know 
what what other services are out there? The things that I've learned, I've learned that having a healthy gut can uh, your gut biome can affect up to five generations. That's amazing to me, but most people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, like my grandmother could have had a really bad you know case of something or whatever, and I could be affecting from it, and and nobody would know that. You know, um, so that's something that I find really interesting. I also just find it really interesting that some of these parents run themselves ragged because they don't know what's going on with their baby, and the doctor just always says, oh, that's normal, that's normal. Yes, I'm sure there's a lot of things that are normal, but sometimes when you're in the home with the baby, it may not be normal for that baby. So to help the families and try to troubleshoot things for them and guide them in different areas that, um, that we're knowledgeable in, um, to give them some, some relief and some answers is something that I have um, thought was really important for them. And, and over my career, I've been um, able to able to do that. So it brought me to where I am today, where I feel like, you know, as a full-service um, newborn care agency and family services, that I'm able to, and my, my team members are able to guide parents in the areas that they need it. I mean, a couple of months ago, I had a baby who was a preemie, um, and we couldn't figure out why he was still having reflux, and we took out dairy and all sorts of things, and the doctor was like, well, he's not, he's sleeping at night, but he's not, and he's not screaming, so we're not going to put him on medicine and this or whatever. So I suggested, have you ever thought about a chiropractor? She said, sure. She takes him to the chiropractor. Well, his diaphragm is twisted, and his vertebrae that deals with digestion is, like, protruding out. Crazy. So we would never have known that. Mm-hmm. And goes to the chiropractor and has helped the baby so much, helped with the reflux and all sorts of things. And those are just like little things that we help. So being a full service, you know, to breastfeeding, to um, you know, making meals that are healthy for families and for the for the the woman who is pregnant, be it a surrogate or a, you know um, a, 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 a mom, you know, getting pregnant and stuff, too, can can really help these families too to make things easier and have a a more enjoyable maternity leave. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I also wanted to definitely touch upon that you actually help parents prior to them, like as they're actually expecting before they even give birth. So do you want to talk about that too? Because I think people sometimes assume that they're only needed beyond. No. So we have, we have pre, um, you know, expecting parent classes that have to do with how to set up a proper sleep environment for the baby and safe sleep. Um, We talk about that, which is really important. Um, and also that really helps parents too. It helps them um, so they feel confident and they feel empowered that they have something that they, they can do right when they get home instead of feeling lost and, and this baby is, is not happy for whatever reason and they've got tools right there that they can use um, just in case I can't get there or somebody, one of my team members can't get there, you know, what have you, um, that, they, that, that are useful and that work too. Mm-hmm. So it's really helpful for them and it's to be able to, Again, make their maternity leave as as joyful as possible. Um, have a calm baby. Have a calm household. Because if the baby's not calm and the parents aren't calm, it, it's it's nobody's calm, obviously. Right. <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, but you know, and then that can that can really do a lot of um, that can make or break a maternity leave, especially with the mom going through. All the all the different changes that happens after after delivery with you know the hormones and the chemicals and the body you know changing after being pregnant for nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, there there's a lot of stuff that goes on too. So I try my best to make it as 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 easy as possible and um, give them the tools that they need and being there to be 
guide them and, and kind of like their, you know, their, their textbook or their, or what have you. Totally. And I absolutely definitely want to talk about the different packages you offer, but I think first it's really important to explain the difference between all the different positions of people that work with you, right? So let's first yeah. discuss the difference between a newborn care specialist and a postpartum doula. Okay, so a postpartum doula um, traditionally has mothered the mother and taken care of the household. Um, and what I mean by mother the mother, they, they know so much about what is happening physically and mentally and emotionally and chemically of what is happening to the mom. So they're there to be able to, to help and guide them through that, um, talk to them. Like we call like the first two weeks, possibly three weeks, we talk about like the baby blues when, you know, our, body, uh, our bodies are um, kind of going back to normal, but getting rid of all those extra hormones from being pregnant and stuff too. So you have your highs, you have your lows, and we can kind of go through that and guide them through that and see that that's what's happening. Um, but then also sometimes it's not always just the baby blues. So that can turn into, you know, some postpartum anxiety or postpartum um, depression or anything like that. And, and postpartum doulas are trained to know what to look for and how to help families um, if and when this actually happens and guide them through that. So that's huge, mm -hmm. too. Also, postpartum doulas help mothers um, to manage, like manage. There's new moms out there that, that don't take showers for days because they don't know how to manage that with the new baby they they hear the baby kind of cry and they're like oh i gotta go and they feel like they're always always um running to whatever the baby needs so you have a postpartum doula that comes in that can also help them like okay this would be a great time for you to take a shower because the baby's sleeping right. or you know <laughs> if the baby wakes up i will do this so again it helps them ease them into motherhood but at the same time they have such a, a, an array of knowledge to know what else is happening um internally too to be able to catch things but then they're also managing the household, so they're taking stuff off the, the mother or the father or their family's plate so that they, they can bond with the baby, that they can rest and they can recover. They can do whatever they need to do to be able to make, again, this, this time enjoyable to be with their baby. Yeah, no, that totally makes And how, how long on average do doulas stay with families? So typically it's several weeks, maybe to possibly, you know, a couple of months. Mm -hmm. And usually it's maybe one to maybe three times um, a week that they kind of come in. And um, usually they do day shifts and, you know, they're prepping meals or they're, you know, doing the household ch uh, um, um, chores or they're assisting, you know, them to the doctor's appointments to be able to show them that this is okay and you can do it and giving them that confidence. I know um, some people have actually gone out with the mother for the first time, the mother that was able to breastfeed in public so they could give that confidence and show them that, yes, you can do it, and they're there for them. Um, so it, it can really last, whereas I was just at a job for almost an entire year to help this family get through where the mom had some um, postpartum depression, too. So there's a lot that kind of goes on. However, as you asked earlier, what's the difference between a doula and a, and a, a postpartum doula and a newborn care specialist? Is I'm also a postpartum doula. <laughs> it's a ta it's a tongue twister. It's a tongue twister for sure. It is. It is. <laughs> so a newborn care specialist also basically takes care of the newborn. So they are super knowledgeable in all aspects of the newborn. Um, they know about um, again safe sleep. They know about you know what kind of um, sensitivities that the digestive system might have. They know things that 
irritate the um, esophagus to get get um, reflux could happen. They know about um, the mouth function and what is what's happening. A lot is a lot of tongue ties, so the mouth isn't functioning properly. So you're getting a lot of um, babies who may not be able to take enough food in. They might be getting too tired when they're breastfeeding because their mouth is working too hard to get that milk out. Um, it could also um, turn into some reflux because they're getting air. There's all that. Um, also putting them on great phenomenal um, routines that are for optimal growth. Um, they're there to be able to help and guide them on how to physically, you know, um, engage in their child too with tummy time and reading to them and giving them, you know, black and white cards because that's all really what a baby can see at that point. Talking about um, overstimulation, which can really, um, some babies are really sensitive to that and then their nervous system kind of goes out of whack and then sometimes you have an overstimulated baby that you've got to calm down and they talk about how to calm the baby down. So that's kind of like really where the two different things come in where postpartum doula kind of hones in on the mother and the household whereas a newborn care specialist hones in on the on the newborn and teaches and guides the parents in that. Well, you've got a lot of people who are actually trained in both of them and in our industry they're called hybrids which is you're getting a huge bang for your buck to have both of those people come to your house. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's really fun knowledge. You're full of so much knowledge, Erin. Like, I feel like you could teach endless, endless hours of classes. <laughs> Seriously, though. <laughs> so I don't know if you want to listen to me. But- I think a lot of people do, and there's a lot of knowledge to share. So thank you for sharing all this today. So now, okay, so now we know what a newborn care specialist and a postpartum doula. So now let's explain what a night nanny is and what a baby nurse is. A night nanny is exactly that. It's a night nanny. It is somebody who comes into your household where you kind of guide them in what you want them to do, um, just kind of like what you do with a, day, a nanny that comes during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, they're an employee of the home, um, and they are typically, a lot of them are, you know, knowledgeable and educated, but typically they're they're not very knowledgeable or educated in, in, in newborn care. Um, so they kind of follow, follow the parents' lead. A lot of times they're just coming in and changing the baby, feeding the baby, putting the baby back to bed, um, and not always um, doing some of the extra stuff that a newborn care specialist would do. Now, I've worked with some people that didn't want all that extra stuff, which is fine, but uh, you're also going to pay for my knowledge just in case you want it, whereas, you know, a a night nanny tends to be um, on the lower end Mm -hmm. of the the scale of when it comes to private newborn help. and then a baby nurse, so years ago, a baby nurse used to be somebody who would come in and, and watch the baby typically 24-7 or just do overnight kind of thing. However, um, in the last maybe 15 years, 20 years, um, you can't call yourself a nurse unless you actually have a license. You are a licensed nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's illegal, and it's illegal in every state to call yourself something that you are actually don't have a license for. So I can never call myself a doctor. I can never call myself a lawyer. Just like I can never call myself a nurse because I'm not licensed in those areas. Right. Um, so a lot. So there are phenomenal women who are licensed as nurses, and they call themselves baby nurses. But you have a slew of people who call themselves baby nurses that are not at all um, licensed in it, so they're actually misrepresenting themselves. And you were just referring earlier before, what were you saying? No, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was going to say, no, go ahead. 
I was going to say that, like, the people that call themselves baby nurses that don't have a license, they're not a licensed nurse, they're not only misrepresenting themselves, but they're also mis misrepresenting what our industry is and um, stands for, too. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And then you were even saying earlier there was like a pastime name for baby nurses. What was the name it used to be called? Oh, so so maternity nurse is a very old school, old English name for kind of like what we do. And over in England, you still hear that a lot as well. But again, that is what happens over in another country compared to what's happening over here. But you still have a lot of people that will say maternity nurse. But again, it has the word nurse in it, so we can't call ourselves that unless we are a licensed nurse. Right. No, that makes sense. So in an ideal world, like for a person who's a new mom or like getting pregnant or something like that, in terms of the process of the steps, like what should be the first thing that they consider? So now they're pregnant or they've just given birth, like kind of give us both scenarios. Like what should they explore first? So if they're considering to get pregnant or they just got pregnant, I personally would reach out to a birth doula. Um, somebody who is going to educate them and guide them on their rights and how to, um, their rights is if they're going to choose to give birth in, in a hospital, um, but also educate them on all the different um, terms and all the different medications and all the different stuff that goes on with being, A, being pregnant and B, giving birth. Now, I'm not a birth doula and that's not my, um, it's not my strong suit to talk about it, but the more that I learn about what's going on, the more I'm I'm shocked that this is not more commonplace that people have birth doulas mm -hmm. to help them. Um, and a birth doula is like the confident person that's there that is helping them and being there and cheering them on and giving them the tools and all that kind of stuff that they need. They're helping the partner who's there, um, supporting them and supporting both of them and and um, that before, like even sometimes even before the maternity. Uh, I mean, the midwife gets there or even before they go to the hospital and through it all and they talk to them about, sometimes it's easier when you are giving birth. Now, I've got really no idea how this goes, but um, I'm only assuming when you're giving birth, you're not really thinking straight. So it's good to have somebody who can actually bridge the gap between what the doctor is saying and telling you in probably, you know, um, non-medical terms or things that, that might be able to benefit you of what that whatever the doctor is saying on how that would benefit you or not benefit you due to whatever's kind of going on. And then that, then you and your partner can make the decision based on that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, you know, in an emergency situation, you just kind of go, oh, okay, okay, I'll listen to what you say. But that doesn't always mean that that would have been right for whatever the situation is. So true. No, thank you for sharing that. And then what would you, would you say the same scenario for both situations or... Well, so like we were talking about expected parents, like now, would you say, I mean, well, yeah, because you said oh, birth. So the next line of that, I would actually, yeah, I would reach out to somebody um, who can guide you through some of the other stuff. Like I have, um, I can help people go shopping for their registry or write up their registry list or give them the information based on the things that they want. We have registry lists for eco-friendly families. We have registry lists for, you know, just the, ra the average person who just wants, you know, stuff the that is helpful. Um, I can go shopping for them, or one of my teammates can go shopping for them. Um, you know that, or we can go shopping together. Um, you know, we do that. We talk about how to set up the baby's the nursery. 
um, be it that it's its own separate room or is the baby going to be in your room, you know, for the first six months, which is recommended and how that looks like. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, that kind of stuff. And also I do recommend um, them if they choose, if they, if their goal is to breastfeed, I do recommend them meeting with a, 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 an international board certified um, lactation counselor um, beforehand because they can give them some great information and tips on what's kind of happening during pregnancy and what's going to happen the first couple of days to after and when the milk comes in and all and, and how that all works as well, which again is another step to be able to make this time more enjoyable um, instead of people being frantic and not knowing what's going on. Right, right. And I actually find it so interesting too. I've just heard about this through so many friends and things like that, but packing like a specific bag for when you go in for delivery too, right? I know this is like prior to giving birth, but still. Yeah. I love yeah, all that yeah, process. Right, right. I just find that whole process like so interesting. Like I think the baby shopping's fun, but that whole piece too is so cool. I think. Yep. That's how, yeah. I mean, you can't. You know, it is really fun. That part can be fun too, because then you're picking out. Oh, what am I going to get the baby or his or her first outfit on a, on the ride home? <laughs> what am I going to need? You know, my own outfit that I'm going to come home in and have my first pictures taken in. You know, what am I going to need while I'm there? Am I going to only be there for 24 hours because I have a natural birth? Or am I going to be there for, like, four or five days because I had a C-section? Right. Um, you know, and, and everything that kind of kind of goes in, in um, details with all of that kind of stuff, too. And honestly, I mean, so many people um, need the education when it comes to, to giving birth and when it comes to um, postpartum care. Uh, because the more knowledge that they have, the more power that they have, and the more confidence that they feel to be able to take on the task that's at that hand. And that's kind of like what all of these services are. They're to educate and empower and give the confidence back to the family so that they can do it and know that they can do it. Right. And we're just kind of here guiding them and giving them the tools here left and right. Um, and that's my main thing that uh, why I started it, too, because Families need this. Mm -hmm. Moms need this. Dads need this. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a same-sex home or if it's two different gender homes or it doesn't matter how, if it's an adoption or families still need this help and to be empowered and to have somebody cheering them on and saying, you can do this. And just like I like to say that we bridge the gap between the books and the doctors. We do. Mm -hmm. We give you guys the small little tools that, that you may not understand that what the books are saying. Or the fact that we've been doing it for years, we've got the experience, and we know kind of like what works for this baby because we dealt with it before. Or this baby needs something different because we've dealt with that before, you know. Right. Um, not everything is as black and white as, as people kind of want to say it is. No, it's true. On average, too, how long? So what actually is the age range that you guys usually stay with the babies until? So typically, I have a minimum package that is six weeks long. Um, but 98% of the time, my clients are extending if they sign up for that package. Mm -hmm. um, I'm usually with clients for 12 to 16 weeks, um, anywhere from two nights to seven nights a week. And we throw some day hours in there as well. Um, and whether we're some, some newborn care specialists do 24-7 for months at a time. Um, and some of us only do nights and some of us do both and kind of mix it all up right um, so what i say to families is that when they sign up with somebody um do the minimum that they think that they're going to possibly need 
Because at least for us, you can't go below. Like once you sign that contract with us, that's it. You can't go below that. Um, so sign up for that. And if we do have the ability to extend with you, we will extend with you. Or if, if that person that I've got in the job has to go someplace else, we'll, we'll put another person in. Um, but most people want to have their baby sleeping. And they babies typically don't sleep until about 12, sleeping through the night, should I say, until um, about 12 to 16 weeks. Um, I can't guarantee anything, but we typically have them sleeping 8 to 12 hours um, by then. And it's all based on what the baby is telling us and how they're growing um, and health-wise and tweaking things if we see it and there's no medical medical stuff that goes on. And that's just knowing what babies need and, and knowing how to, how to work with it. Um, and all of it is based on getting this baby to be optimally, uh, grow optimally and, and develop properly and all that kind of stuff too. Love it. Full of such cool knowledge, Erin. So let's talk about your awesome packages too. So right now you have a special going on. So if anybody buys in before July 15th, we said, right? I think it's July 15th. They get 10% off any package. So let's talk about like the one-off offerings and the three main, I think you have three main ones you offer, right? Yep. Yep. So, uh, I mean, uh, which, I mean, which one do you want to start with first? We've got a lot of a la carte stuff and we have a lot of, um, like our main, our three main packages kind of include some of our a la carte things too. So what do we talk um, about the three most common that people buy okay, so or people use? Okay, the common we have is, is the one that I was just speaking about, the, the minimum of six weeks. So as I got into doing this, I, I would take any job, whether they needed me one night here or they needed me for four months, seven nights a week and everything in between and what have you, because I wanted the experience, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I had found was is that really the first six weeks is really crucial to helping these these moms really the first six to eight weeks but typically six weeks is really helping them by six weeks they're starting to really kind of feel like they've got a hang of things going on their their fogginess is 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 leaving and that kind of stuff so what i've done again is based on what i've seen and what families needs are is i have a six-week minimum package two overnights a week and one day shift Um, And what I've also seen is that over time, even though they have lactation consultants in the hospital, I have found that when people come home, they they forget everything that has been said by the lactation consultant at the hospital because they're just at home and it's a different atmosphere and, and, and different stuff going on, that it's really important for them to have somebody come in the first week while they're at home and they're more relaxed and they been doing it for a couple of days and probably their milk has just started to come in to have an IBCLC come in even if you don't see any issues going on because an IBCLC is like top of the line when it comes to lactation and they know things that like most of us don't know or they right. um, see things you know um, and tweak stuff to make the to make the breastfeeding relationship and bond that much better. So I recommend that. So I have a package for that as well. I also have a package that we will, you know, if they sign up with us, obviously, before the baby's born, we can go over um, the registry list. Um, I'm pretty, pretty, um, I mean, we can go over the registry list, but when we actually talk about it, I'm, I, I fully believe that less is more mm-hmm. um, when it comes to the baby the first three to four months. So we can talk about what is absolutely necessary, and we can talk about things that can, ha- can get like when the baby's like four to six months old, too. Um, so I have that. And then our next package comes goes to 12 weeks. So we go from 6 to 12 weeks, and that is 
um, four nights a week and two day shifts. And again, it includes um, more like what I have seen most of our, probably an average of what clients will um, have is like four nights a week, five nights a week, somewhere in that kind of thing. So I have four nights a week, two day shifts um, for them. And our day shifts are only five hours each. You can add on more or not. And again, it includes um, a visit from lactation consultant, but also this one includes a photo shoot. Um, a newborn photo shoot. So again, what I've seen is that, um, and also Kayla has, has told me too, that so many moms um, forget to make the, the, the newborn photo shoot because it, it's just kind of crazy when they come home and they really want that tiny, tiny little baby as a newborn. And so if we can take that off their plate and give them, make that appointment for them, to tell them that this is the only time that you need to show up and we do the rest, it will take off so much pressure from the families um, and something that they will have forever and, and never feel like they, they um, you know, lost out on those newborn um, pictures. Right. Um, so that's, again, part of why we have it as well. And then the big one that we have is 16 weeks, five nights a week, and two day shifts. And, again, that also includes that includes photo shoots, breastfeeding, um, consultation, um, and either a couple's massage, maybe not in COVID, but a <laughs> massage, or um, or um, a nutritionist, a, a consultation with, with um, she's not really a nutritionist, but she, she talks to people about the benefits of the food for whatever their dietary restrictions are, what their needs are, and how different types of food, whole foods, can actually benefit them based on what their needs are. Um, and I found that a lot of times we need something like that because we are talking to moms who baby has a sensitivity to, to different foods or we need them to be able to heal their gut or um, take supplements for different things um, and all that kind of stuff to be able to help with the baby and again help with the mom too so that she can continue to breastfeed right. um, as we all know breast milk is is the best um, that there is even though formula is still phenomenal um, if babies have to go that route or if moms choose to go formula right off the bat mm-hmm Great stuff. Everybody that's listening definitely just needs to go to Erin's new amazing website, by the way, gentlegiraffes.com. We didn't even talk about, you know, what inspired the name of the company? So I have never, ever been, um, I've always beat my own drum, if you haven't figured that out. Yep. Um, (laughs) Sounds accurate. (laughs) And everybody, and great for them because it's working for them, but everybody picks something with, you know, you know, that's cute and baby and, and what have you. And I was like, ah, I need something that's going to stick out because I stick out in general. Um, and I, <laughs> I love, love that. Everything. <laughs> um, they're everything, giraffes are everything I will never be. They are tall. They are graceful. They're uh, like, they're vegetarians. They're like all sorts of things that I will never be. And so I just thought that, wow, that would be great. And general giraffes and, uh, and, and um, it stuck. People have it sticks in their mind. First off, mm-hmm. people can pinpoint me to it because, again, you know, I don't beat to I beat to my own drum. Um, but one of my mentors um, has said that she actually did a little bit of research, and she, after I said what my name was, and um, she said actually giraffes are really family oriented and they take care of their young really well. So intuitively, I just picked it, and um, because I liked it, but intuitively, I kind of resonated with what my company wants to do and, and take care of these families and help them and that's what giraffes do to their own right 
So true. And you're also eventually going to do a baby expo, which is really exciting. One day, right? <laughs> One day when this ends. <laughs> when we can go out and socialize again. So, um, all my ideas kind of come out of what I've seen, what is, goes on with the industry and what I feel like the industry needs. Mm-hmm. Um, or what moms need, not so much the industry, because the industry has everything. It's just parents don't, or parents to be, don't always know where to look for things. So, again, because I beat my own drum, my expo is going to be a little different than what you typically see of, like, you know, the fluffiness of, like, you know, the strollers, and you can pick out these clothes, and you can get this, that. I want my expo to be the services that families that are out there for families, mm-hmm. be it the IBCLCs or the how to get pregnant. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of people that it's hard that I hear that it's hard for them to conceive, but then they went to a, an acupuncturist and that person did whatever worked their magic. And I want people to know that. I want people to know that um, you can have a breached baby. Um, you know, if your baby's breached, you can go to a chiropractor that is trained in this to be able to help flip your baby. Um, if you want to have a natural birth, I want people to know that there's people out there that can help heal their gut before they get pregnant. Um, I want people to know that there's people like us out there that can help them after postpartum. I want them to know that there's a lot of people who've had trauma over their lives and a lot of times um, giving birth uh, brings up a lot of those feelings and stuff too and that there are people out there that can help them get through that, be it before they deliver, after they deliver, whenever. But I want these people to be in the same room so that families can come and see them and open their eyes to the fact that there are people out there that can help them with whatever their needs are. Mm-hmm. And I feel that that's what our industry is missing at this point. You know, I mean, sure, I could have an expo and we could put um, clothes here that are cute. We could put this, that. But I really, my goal really is to make sure that these families get the services that they, they deserve and need to be happy and, again, to have a joyful pregnancy and postpartum. Because I feel like, can't tell you the amount of people who who've talked about oh my postpartum period was so awful and i was like oh that really kills me because i can really help you and make it right right but this is the thing this is why you're everywhere now because people don't know what they need they don't know that it exists right right? so like this is why you're creating this niche and showing up because people are now realizing oh my god i didn't know that that existed right so it's awesome exactly and it's and, and, and that's the thing is, is that we have to bring this stuff out, you know, to, to show them that, that it's here. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about all the stuff that nobody wants to talk about that happens um, with, you know, conceiving during pregnancy, postpartum, and sometimes even beyond. Right. Um, you know, there's more services that are coming out because the way that the, not services, I'm sorry, um, research is coming out, the way that the, the, the pregnant person feels emotionally during pregnancy is is part of how the personality of that child is going to be too just like how their gut is going to be um so let's talk about all this stuff and how we can make all of this better i love it so awesome okay erin we're going to share your social media channels and then we're going to play a little quick game time so okay. with game time there's no rush to answer the questions it's just a fun way for all of us to get to know you so tell everybody how they can get in touch with you so you can get in touch with me at my uh, website at dentaldraft.com. You can um, email us at info at dentaldraft.com. Um, our, our Instagram is Dental Draft Newborn Care, and our um, 
Facebook is uh, Dental Draft Newborn Care and Family Services. Um, or you can also look me up on LinkedIn under Aaron Carroll Manning um, that way as well. Yeah, if you put General Giraffes or just Erin. <laughs> I do. I have all her information. So you can find all of it in her blog too. But if you, as long as you type in General Giraffes Newborn Care, you type in Erin Carroll Manning, you'll find everything that you need, Twitter included. So all good things. So Erin, are you ready for game time? I am. Okay, cool. Okay. What is Erin's favorite food? Love it. And where where do we get lobster? I would, oh, God, I get it. Well, my, one of my favorite places is Legal's. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because it's, like, right around the corner for me. But I love a good old Cape Cod, like, clam shack where you literally just boil it and throw it on a paper plate. Love it. Um, you know, and you, and you dip it in drawn butter. But I've loved lobster since I was three years old, and my dad was in the Lions Club, and we had a big, um, you know, little clam bake at our house at the Cape, and I had it there, and I said, Jen, I'm going to have it at my wedding, and I did. I love that. That's amazing. So it, it really takes a skill set, though, to actually break it. So that's very impressive that that's your favorite food. Oh, it, it, it does, <laughs> but people get annoyed with me because I literally get in there and get the tiniest I break the entire thing down I've been at legal's like at there at the bar eating this and I've literally looked up and there are people who are like shocked at how I eat lobster so if you're ever going to eat lobster with me just know that I and I don't wear a bib <laughs> I, I love it I could picture this too even, right even at my wedding like the, the uh, I had a had it at our house at the uh, our beach house at the Cape, so we had it catered. So even like some of the servers were like, "You don't want to bid." I'm like, "Nope, we're good." <laughs> not a drop happens. That's amazing. Talk about inspiring, Erin. You're awesome. Really, it's awesome. All right, next question. What is your favorite destination you've traveled to thus far, and what is your bucket list next destination? stage of life do you want to know my favorite it could be anything um i've been i've been to a lot of different places um to to i don't know so i guess my heart honestly my heart is um is tied to poppinescent on the cape that is where my heart is tied to um that is where i summered my entire life it was a magical place growing up there, and I absolutely loved it. Um, and I, if I could afford a place down there, I would. Um, I, I, there's just something about it that just brings back such happy and great childhood memories of it. But if you're talking about something that's, like, exotic, um, I have to say anywhere where the sun shines and there's a beach and I can have a pool guy bring me, more, um, you know, Yep. (laughs) Sounds I like both those options. (laughs) They sound great. What's Aaron's go to cocktail in an exotic vacation? Well now (laughs) um depends on my mood. Um and how well the bartender likes me. Um, That too, that too. (laughs) Right? Um I could go for a really classic pina colada that can be really refreshing or even a strawberry one that could be really refreshing. Or I could sit there and drink rum and Coke um, with a splash of lime. Or I could have a Corona with a lime. Um, there's all sorts of different things. I think the last time I was away, I, my, my, my choice was um, 
sour apple martinis because the bartender just made them perfect. That sounds delicious. <laughs> it really does. I can picture it. I can definitely picture it. What is your, so where do you want to go next that you haven't been? So I, so my brother and I both went to boarding schools and um, he had a roommate that was from Costa Rica and he would go all the time with him for like breaks and stuff. And literally for the last 25 years, I've wanted to go there. So my husband and I have been like planning a trip to go to Costa Rica and we were planning on like, we were all set. We had a, we had a travel uh, travel planner, all this different stuff to go at the end of the year, and then COVID hit. So that's going to be where he and I go probably next. I love uh, it. Destination for that. I keep hearing really cool things but about that go, too. I don't want to go like, I don't want to go like regular tourists. Like I want to go, and I'm going to jump off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's like the best vacation, though, to actually live through people that are like that live there, right? From full experience, not the yeah, typical but, tourist oh route. Goodness, we went. We were my brother and I were teenagers, um, and we we went to Saint Lucia. We went to a lot of different places, but we did a lot of inclusive um, vacation stuff because my mom thought that would be really good because you wouldn't get in quote unquote trouble. Um, <laughs> so we ended up meeting this local guy who called himself Doctor Cool. And he took us around to the locals, and it was probably one of my best best times we had. We'd go to the local bars. We, I probably shouldn't say that because I said I was a teen. But anyway. Um, <laughs> it's too late now. It is what it is, I guess, right? Right, right. <laughs> um, but it was, it was probably one of my favorite things, too, just to get to know the people and see how they are and what kind of goes on and just be a regular person, you know? So cool. I love his name. It's definitely sticking with me, Mr. Cool. <laughs> definitely explains right? why. Forget it. Oh my God, that's hysterical. Okay, if you could wear one outfit for the rest of your life from head to toe, what would it be and why? I think I already do. It's my yoga pants. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way to live as long as you're comfortable. What shoes are we talking? Are we talking sneakers? Are we talking flats? Are we talking flip-flops? Like what kind of shoes? So probably flip-flops because I'd be living where it's sunny and warm most of the time. Yeah, good call. Um, you know, but in, in, in Massachusetts, I do flip-flops and sneakers. Yeah, I figured. Well, plus, like, you're, you're dealing with babies all day, puking, spitting yeah, exactly. up, whatever it is. Exactly. <laughs> don't want to be too fancy to for that. Up, I like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I like a lot of different outfits. That's really hard. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a clothes person. Although you would never know it because you see me basically in the same three outfits. I disagree. I saw some color come out and stuff like that for your photo shoot. Yes, that is true. Yeah, you had like two suitcases of stuff. I was like, Erin, where is this coming from? I love it. I do. I have like two closets full of things. I do. I have all sorts of stuff. I've got stuff that's been tailored to me. Um, You know, you, you you can kind of throw me anywhere and I know how to dress. That is very true. I love it. Okay, um, final question. If you could have uh, spend a day with somebody dead or alive you have not met yet, who would it be and why? I have not met yet. Mm-hmm. Oh. I have not met yet. It could be anybody because they could have passed on already or they could still be living, either one. Well, if I haven't Um, <laughs> either way I would have to say I would have to say if the car if it's in the cards 
It would be an unborn child of mine. Really? Yep. How interesting. And you only, this is like spiritual talk that people don't really understand if they're not into that. Right. So how, so you did spiritual work to figure out that you had like unborn children. Well, though, if I have them, like if I, I mean, I I think we're all destined to have children in my, in my personal opinion. It's just when the stars align, if it's going to happen, it happens. Mm -hmm. So, um, um, I believe that there are souls out there that could possibly be for, for myself if, 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 if the stars align. So if the stars were going to align and that was part of my, you know, destiny, I would like to meet that child first. That's I'm cool. Not as, bad as, not as bad as we may seem. <laughs> that's so interesting. What a cool answer. Like, that's very, like, I get it because I'm into the spiritual realm and, like, things that you don't know, like, get connected to. But for people who are listening that are like, what is Erin talking about? Like, I just feel like that's such an interesting, like, really way to connect with, like, another piece of you, really. Right? Yeah, yeah, it would totally be another piece of me and and my husband. And and I think maybe selfishly I want to make sure that they're not like how we were as kids. I love that. Well, Erin, you're fantastic. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You're fantastic. I'm so glad that we have been able to meet, you know. Me too. Me too. Seriously. So everybody definitely needs to check out Gentle Giraffes Newborn Care on all social media channels. We made sure Erin is everywhere as she is, really. Um, and you can type in her name too, Erin Carol Manning. You'll find all the cool things she's doing. And um, you can stay up to date on her on her website with all her latest offerings. Um, and definitely check it out because she has a special going on until July 15th. So thank you so much again, Erin. Thank you everybody for tuning in to Becoming Next On Scene. And stay tuned for who's next on scene. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene.